Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Hello, welcome to an impromptu Garibaldi Red as myself and Greg Mitchell reflect on the news Nottingham Forest are on the brink of a defensive injury crisis. Plus, we'll look ahead in more detail to the Man City game on Saturday at the City Ground. Greg, good to see you again after Monday. How are you? Good, yeah. Feeling much better. A little yeah. 24 hour bug last Monday. So, uh, yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> You've got a swanky new light. Yeah, my, uh, it was my birthday yesterday. So, my nephews bought me that. So, uh, Got to be nice about it. I think it looks good. I like it. Happy birthday. I'm sure everyone would uh, wish you a belated happy birthday. Um, right, so injury news. Um, I saw John Percy yesterday reporting. Uh, Bolly's out for three months. McKenna's six to eight weeks. Uh, Steve Cooper's going to do his press conference in the next two hours, so he might elaborate or dispute that. But uh, we'll certainly assume it's accurate for now because John's a top operator. So on the premise that... Um, those two lads are out for a pretty long term and it leaves Forrest with just Joe Worrell and Felipe as recognised centre, senior centres with Steve Cook out of the squad. What's your initial reaction to it, Greg, when you saw the news? Uh, yeah, well, worry, obviously, but also uh, the thing with McKenna and Bolly, a month ago, they wouldn't have been your starters. So it just shows the depth of the squad, really, that, you know, Worrell and Felipe arguably would have been starting in a couple of weeks. Anyway, it's just the fear of another injury in that position now. Obviously, everyone knows Cook's not in the squad, so it, we're down to the, the bare skin now, but at least it's two quality central defenders. So, fingers crossed, they get through next game fine and then we'll start getting players back anyway. Yeah, I know. I mean, I scoffed when Forrest... At one point, they had nine centre-halves. Obviously, Barday's gone and Cook's out of the squad and yeah, with hindsight, you could question those decisions, but no one was at the time in terms of the volume centre-half, so I don't think we, we should do. But it certainly shows that you've got to be glad the owner backed uh, Steve Cook, uh, Steve Cooper sufficiently to have this many centre-halves because yeah, I think I was thinking about other clubs. They don't really have this many centre-halves. I suppose they carry four mostly anyway, two recognised and then a couple of kind of fringe players. But Forrest... Like you say, Forest have always been in this position all season where we've not really known who the nail centre-halves are. So it does leave us, at least we know for a few weeks, that it's Worrell and Felipe, which begs the question next. Do you think Worrell and Felipe are up to the task for the next six weeks or, or more? Well, we know Worrell is. We know Worrell's proved it on numerous occasions. He's club captain and, yeah, he's been out the squad for whatever reason the last few weeks. Uh, but he'll be absolutely itching to get out there. He won't be able to wait, but... Obviously, Felipe, we're unsure of at the minute. We know he's a quality player from from other teams. But, uh, yeah, it's a great opportunity for him that he probably didn't expect this early on, really. So, it'll be interesting, that's for sure. I suppose Worrell's an interesting one in that he's come up and he's been in and out of the side. I don't think this season's gone how he would have 
wanted it. And I think, like you say, there's been patches where he's looked really good and there's been patches where he's looked less assured. And I kind of hope that now he knows he's nailed and he doesn't have to worry about his place for a little while. I hope this frees him up and gives him that self-belief. I think there's been games this season where I think it was like yourself or Mike, you've said on here, against the teams around Forrest, he's looked really good mostly. But other games, he's looked a little bit like he's not quite sure of himself. Obviously, Man City on Saturday is going to be really difficult, but um, we'll get into that. But I hope this frees him up and lets him believe in himself and show what he can do. Because like the back end of last season, he was brilliant in the championship. I think he had a bit of a swagger and I hope he gets that back to his game in a while. And we'll come on to alternatives. People are saying, what about Nierkasse? We'll we'll come on to that, certainly. Um, Temp's made a good point in our WhatsApp group yesterday, though, about Felipe in the sense that he's not played a lot of football and you've got to bank on him to be a 90-minute man week in, week out. Are we worried still that there might be more? I don't want Temp Faye, but even more injuries to come. They're going to stretch the squad even further. Yeah, and that's that's where it's going to get worrying, isn't it? We we just don't know with Felipe. A bit like Shelby, you know, the, the, match, the match fitness, just we don't know whether it's there or not. But he has played at the top, top level for quite a few years. So you'd hope he'll, he'll be almost there already. So this, well, what's the, what's the saying? There's no such thing. You shouldn't plan to fail, really. But I don't think they'll be too worried about his injury, no more than any other players in that, in that squad. So we've just got to have our fingers crossed and hope he has a really good game. But like you say, Worrell does play a lot better against the teams around us. But Man City, they're going to be on him you know, a lot. They're going to know our central defence on a, a pairing that are used to playing together. So I imagine they'll be going down that centre a lot. So they're going to have to be ready for that and they're going to have to be prepared to be very busy. Yeah, the back four is going to... We'll talk about more about the game, but the back four is going to be really central to it, obviously. I'm not stating anything out of the ordinary there. Um, just in case Forrest do need any other centre-halves in the next few weeks, um, Nia Kate is back in training. But I mean... Ugh. It's a big ask, isn't it, to expect anything from him until he's had a few games and maybe even a month of training. He's He's been out for a while. We can't be banking on him when he's only played two games in a Forest shirt all season. No. And then, you re- like it's a real struggle just to see who it would be after Nia Carte. And especially, I mean, Yates has played central defence before. I think he did it a couple of games and he did well, but he's not in that team at the minute. We don't know when his fitness is going to be ready, but... We all know it with Steve Cooper that I'm not saying the McKenna and Bolly injuries are going to be like this because I think they were they were clearly like serious hamstring injuries. But there's always a player you're not expecting anywhere near that's suddenly in that match day squad or that team. And I think I've just got my fingers crossed that one of these players that's been out for a while will turn up on Saturday and be there if needed. Serge Aurier as a centre half, people have. I was kind of like, oh god, I can't really imagine that. But the more I think about, if he were have, if he did have to play, I think he'd be all right actually, because he he can't. He's got to be more rigid and more disciplined, and he's an experienced pro. Would you be pretty comfortable if Aurier had to bail us out for a few games? <laughs> well, someone's going to have to do it, aren't they? If if one of them does get injured, it's a bit like Joe Worrell playing in goal that time. You just, you just don't yeah. know, do you? But you've got to be a, a big lad, and we, you know, other than a back four or five players. We haven't really got any big guy. I don't know whether Shelby could do something like that or I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I hope we don't have that situation. But yeah, it, obviously a defensive minded player is the player you, you're going to want there if needed. 
Yeah, I mean, I could even see right Rano Freud doing it for half a game if if needed. If it does come to that, and then the last one we should mention is Czech Kwiate, who can play centre half yeah. and has done it a lot. But he's kind of in that near Kate boat, isn't he? He picked up a serious injury in the World Cup. I don't think he's even back in training. So again, we couldn't really bank on him, but he, he's done a, a good steady job before. Um, Greg in the comments, is that Shelby's a centre back? I can't see that. Personally. Yeah, that's yeah, you don't know, do you? But the Coyote one's so frustrating, and I know the club was so frustrated at the time, weren't they? Because I don't think is it Senegal he played for. I don't yeah. think they looked after him that well when he was injured. So that blooming midwinter World Cup that we never want to see again. Hopefully, uh, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, like I say, it won't come to that. But Froiler, maybe a Shelby. I, I read someone yesterday saying, "What about Wood?" He's a big guy, isn't he? <laughs> He's a big guy who can edit. We think, yeah, yeah, you just don't know. You don't know. No, I mean, that World Cup came at a bad... You think back on it now, it came at a bad time for some players, really. Like, obviously, mm. Lingard was just getting going. But Warhol as well, he was getting going really well just before that World Cup. And it, I think it set a few of them back. Um, a couple of people say, can you recall Panzo? No, because the window's closed. I don't think you can. And um, you can't... Um, can't amend the squad to get Steve Cook in it. So it's going to be frustrating having Steve Cook sat in the yeah. stands when he could be on the bench filling a space. But like I said, it's, it's hindsighting it, saying, oh, should we have signed IU and stuff like that. But It's short-term yeah. as well. It's it's short-term injuries. So it's not like we're thinking, oh, God, it's the rest of the season we're done for. Uh, mm. So it is going to be a, it's going to be a big ask and a struggle these next few weeks. But we're not the only team with many injuries. And like you say, a lot of the players that, came back on the other side of the World Cup as single players haven't had much luck. But as a team, we can't complain at all. We're still top four, I think, in the form table since since New Year. So it's not it's not an issue as a team, as a squad at least. No, no, that's true. And just lastly on this, I could even like see you Don't freeze on me, or Matt, or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back now. I, yeah, I, was um, say, yeah, I was just saying, I can't it, speak on my own. <laughs> <laughs> I say, just last thing on that. If it gets really bad, I could see you play one centre half with Ore and Lodi either side of them as a back three to muddle through because they're both good defenders. There were doubts over Lodi defensively, but he's been really good. So I think that would be all right. If yeah, my Wi-Fi does Nico, go again, I know it's gonna you're gonna do me there, but uh, <laughs> we've got Nico as well, haven't we? So yeah, Serge maybe coming into the middle a little bit more and bringing Nico on, that that could be an option. Yeah, true. If my Wi-Fi does go, just hold the fort. Don't worry, I'll be. I might just read them. a book or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult. It's fine all the time, and you're doing one of these things, and it just freezes for a few seconds. But hopefully, we'll be all right the rest of the time. Uh, let's talk a bit more about Man City at the weekend. Then, I mean, I I've really put in the notes who are Forest key men for you. Is it just the back four or more specifically, are there any individuals that you think are really going to have to stand up and be counted? Individuals, certainly. Uh, I've just watched, and it was annoying, it was on and my sofa was delivered, so I had to stop. Sky have got a brilliant, Sky Sports News have got a brilliant uh, segment on Morgan Gibbs-White. And I was about five, six minutes in and it still hadn't finished. And he is such a key player for us. His confidence, the way he was speaking, the way he was speaking about Cooper, the team coming up to Man City, how they think they've got a chance of getting something. It was such a good interview and that's the kind of player that we're going to be looking at on Saturday because we're going to be, it's probably, I mean, 
we won a game against Leeds with 30-odd percent possession. We'll get less possession than that on Saturday. It could be, you know, it could be down ridiculously into the 20s or something. But if we've got two or three good crosses in us with your Shelvis, with your Gibbs Whites, you know, Scarpa now, and someone to get on the end of that, that's going to be our one, two, three chances of the game. So the key players for me are those ones that are going to get the balls in and give a big lad like Wood his chance to actually show why he's there. Now, I've put down here as a couple for me, um, Lodi and Felipe are the two. Because if you watch Man yeah. City, they're always playing this move, this ball, where they try and get De Bruyne inside the left back and the cent- right and the left centre back, and then they'll pull it back for Haaland. They did it again last night, and De Bruyne is looking really good again, annoyingly. So I think they're the two, that, and Freuler as well, kind of sitting in front of them. They're going to have to try and stop that move. That, that's probably the city's main route of attacking. And then the other side, Grealish is looking a bit more lively and Aurier is going to have to be right on his game and not give silly free kicks away. And Grealish, he's like he's a bit of a master of winning a free kick, isn't he? He'll, he'll dangle a leg behind him when he's running to get <coughs> clips and stuff like that. So it's going to have to be 100% concentration from the back four. Um, just on Felipe, we know he can, he can wind people up and he can play on the edge. He can wind Grealish up. Well, you can wind Greenish up. He can also wind Harland up because we saw yeah. that Everton game at the Etihad. Harland completely lost his rag in the first half, where he thought someone had deliberately fouled him, and I think it was I think it was Ben Godfrey, and I don't think he even had. And it seemed to affect Harland and throw him off his game. And Everton got a point for that. Is it wise to try and get Felipe to niggle the guy? Do you think, or or, or are you just? tempting fate too much and firing up the best striker in the world right now. We don't yeah, to. and getting those players where we haven't got any cover on yellow cards could be dangerous. Yeah. But that's, I think, a tactic that we should use. We've got to do something different. And this is the kind of game where we wanted to get promoted. Man City at home, probably the best team in the world. Uh, show them what we're about and get the crowd on side. You know, get them on side early as well. And maybe it will be a crunching tackle onto Haaland. Get him Mardi, get him frustrated and see what happens uh, and Cooper will be thinking all this won't he you know we're not going to it's horrible to say but we're probably not going to match them skill set wise are we the best team in the world against a newly promoted team but we can be clever and Cooper's such a clever coach and these players are going to be up for it so I can't see why not to be honest get get into them early get our small chances and hang on for dear life and see what happens uh, question from Rob in the comments on YouTube. Uh, where did you get that picture over your right shoulder? Oh, I'll put the link up. Uh, Faye, I can't remember her name. I should have wrote it down. It's Faye something. After this on my Twitter, I'll put it down. She's done uh, Yates so far and uh, Jono, and they're so, so good. Uh, mm. But I've just moved house, so Yates is still in a box somewhere. I haven't managed to get him up. But that one's brilliant. He's got his, like, goggles on like he's going swimming. Uh, so I'll put the link up for it after because she's an awesome, awesome artist. Really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm giving Rob two shout-outs. I don't normally do that. But he makes a good point about you never know who might they chop and change defensively. But Bernardo Silva... Has played this kind of weird left back in left back role when they don't have the ball, and then he goes into midfield. Brennan Johnson versus um, Bernardo Silva could be quite interesting. I mean, Bakayo Saka last night for people who watched that game gave him real problems. So again, if mm. Forrest can release Brennan, and like you say, Gibbs White can get him into the game, 
And I do think Forest can can get at Man City because they have. I mean, they've lost. <clears throat> they look good. They looked really good last time. They have lost three away games and drawn a couple. They did. Uh, I don't want to tempt fate here, but Forest. I don't think they're quite on a hiding to nothing in this one, are they? No, it's not the Man City of last year or the year before. They're still a very, very, very good team, but they've made mistakes this year. You know, off the pitch, they're, they're looking at some serious stuff. There's probably players in that squad wondering about where their future's going to go because when you look into what's going on at that club and what the charges are against them, I mean, it's serious. It's Something's going to happen. Uh, you saw Haaland against, was it Villa? Being a bit marred, he couldn't take the penalty. Villa's goal as well the other week, straight through the middle. Pace, just like Jono. So there is going to be a small amount of opportunities that we're going to have to take on Saturday because, you know, yeah, it's Man City, but I I feel like we're looking at the name more than what they're doing at the minute other than last night. Mm -hmm. Just legally, Greg's not saying they're definitely guilty of any charges against them, I'm sure. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm not. (laughs) Good. But they are a team in transition a bit. Like, Gundogan's about 30, Silva's about 30, De Bruyne's about 30. This doesn't affect Forest on Saturday, but I think, yeah, I think we'll see a different Man City in a couple of years. But they are really good. Like That's why I quite look forward to the game, because mm. it could be one where Forest nick a 1-0 and it's one of those epic matches. But if we're realistic, they could also get tanked five or six. But if they do, like I say on this a lot of time, it doesn't change the trajectory of the season, does it? If Forest get hammered in this game, then... I was speaking, yeah, exactly that. I was speaking to someone this morning and it, they said it's not going to define our season. Of course it's not. Yeah, when we lost 6-0 to them away and then we had the big defeat shortly after against Arsenal, it did some damage to us, but it certainly didn't define our season. So whatever happens on Saturday, other than a big win for Forest, it's not going to define it, is it? It's one of those, like I say, it's one of those games we got promoted for. It's on the biggest of stages. A Saturday at three o'clock, isn't it? Which is amazing. And uh, I I just can't wait. But we've got nothing to worry about. Whatever happens, you can't be doom and gloom or even like myself going the other way. You've just got to take it for what it is. And remember, that's why we did it all. Mm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you think, are you worried about the Man City kind of mindset? They were so good last night, or so they had such a big win last night. Does that make them a harder opponent? Or uh, are they, you know, does it give Forrest a bit of license to think they can be play a bit freer themselves? Or does it not matter? And we just have to bear in mind that Man City are going to be bloody good no matter what happens. Yeah, Man City are Man City. I always, uh, when we're playing a team and they lose before we play them, I always think, oh, no, they're going to be really angry now. They're going to have to, like, you know, right that wrong. And Man City got their away win last night for me. So, uh, yeah, I think that, like I say, I think we've got a better chance than uh, we would have had a few weeks ago, that's for sure. True, true. Uh, And just about the way you want to see Forrest go at it. I mean, I think was it 
who was it? Was it Prutz who said on Monday that Newcastle, when they played them, so they got right in their faces and they got at them and made it difficult mm. for them? Or you could go the other way and you could sit off them and break. I think there's Steve O in the comments talk about how Brentford went there and won with pace on the transition, which Forrest have in some aspects through Brennan mm. and Morgan Gibbs White, but not with Wood. How do you think Forrest might, or how would you want to see them go at it? I think they'll use Brennan. I think they've seen, like, say, the Villa goal was a, it was a classic Brennan-style attack, I'd say. Uh, so they'll go that route. But also, I do think I agree with the talk we had earlier about Felipe. I think we'll really try and annoy Haaland. You know, I don't think I think Grealish is a lot more grown up than he used to be. I don't think it's much uh, much point trying to get at him. But a player like Haaland, you can see. He looks. He just looks a bit delicate at the minute. I know I can't believe I'm saying this tempting fate, but he he doesn't look like the Haaland that was there at the start of the season. He looks frustrated, and we need to do that more and get onto him. Mm. Yeah, I mean he hasn't looked at his best the last two games, but he's come out of it with a goal and assist. So yeah, that's exactly. you know, five out of ten. So it's, yeah, you, uh, you're not going to. I don't think you can do too much apart from. Put in your best game and hope he's slightly off it. And if he is slightly off it, then you know Forrest can hopefully capitalise on it. Um, Michael in the comments, uh, praising your performance on the overlap, representing the club and the fans excellently. So I do read some nice things out about you. <laughs> Not from Steve or the other Matt then. Uh, no, yeah, no, thank no, you. no. I've got to let that go now. I'll get too, uh, I'll get too big-headed about it all. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about starting 11s then. Uh, it's normally Temps' domain to pick a starting 11, but because uh, it's just us for about another 10 minutes or so, we've both picked a starting 11. Um, what we'd like to see, I'll put them on the screen and then I'll read them out for people who are just listening. And then I'll get um, Greg's talk about his and I'll talk about mine. This one is, oh, this one's yours, Greg. So I'll just read it out for people who are on iTunes or Spotify. Uh, Greg's picked four, three, Back four, Aurier, Worrell, Felipe and Lodi. Midfield three of John Joe Shelby, Froiler and Scarpa. Then Johnson and Gibbs White, either side of whoever up front. So um, who is who are the options up front? Who are you hoping to see? I think I, I just couldn't choose. I couldn't put one down. But I think after I chat on this now, it will be Wood. I think we've got to get crosses in the box. We're not going to be able to just rely on, you know, a counter-attack. I think when we get the chances, it'll be the crosses and then it's going to gonna be wood, isn't it, I'd imagine. But other than that, you've got Surridge, but he's more of a, you know, bring him on for the last 20 minutes players or, or Dennis. Uh, but I'd go with wood now. I would. I'd give him another opportunity. I think we're going to have to. Yeah, I mean, wood's in my team. Um, uh, so I'll come on to that in a minute. Just that midfield three, you've got faith in Scarpa still. He had a bit of a mare at Fulham, I thought, yeah. but you would still like to see him start? Yeah, just because of the crosses, just because of the balls in that we're going to have to do to get the chances. I mean, I'd, I'd originally put Mangala down, but I don't think he had his best game uh, last game. And I think Scarpa's just got that that little bit more of a, if, if the pass isn't there, we can have a long ball. Or if there is a cross or something like that, we, we've got the opportunity with him. So, yeah, I'd stick with Scarpa. Right, I'll put my team up um, and people may uh, disagree with a few of it. So I'll read it out and then I'll explain my thinking. So um, for those who are listening, 4-3-3 again. Navas in goal. Aurier, uh, obviously like Greg. 
midfield three, Freuler, uh, Jack Holback, which might surprise a few people, but I'll make a make a pitch for him anyway. Uh, John Joe Shelby, and then Johnson, Johnson, Wood, and Gibbs White up front. I'd quite like to see Sam Surridge start. I must admit, if you're going to press and get after them, then I hope Surridge is much more capable of doing that. Um, Emmanuel Dennis, I could you could make a case for Dennis as a bit of a maverick, but I don't think you can play a maverick mm-hmm. against Man City. I think you need a real tactically disciplined um game plan and i don't think he fits into it so i think it will be wood and i think cooper is going to try and persist and try and get something out of him because you know he's got a track record but we just haven't seen that player so far and he needs to uh just get about man city center halves and make it hard for them and let them know Mm -hmm. they've been in the game we haven't seen that from him yet so i think it will be wood my callback pit a scarper or a danilo i mean you could play danilo but it feels like it's going to be a game where City's midfield dominate the ball. It's a big ask for a young player. I think Colback, he's very tactically disciplined. You know what you're going to get from him. He can sit in and he can try and just make it difficult for Man City's midfielders and free up John Joe Shelby, hopefully, to get on the ball and play some killer passes. Because Forrest are going to see so little of the ball that when Shelby has it, I think he's going to need to use it well. So yeah. I think a, a, a proper two in front, Colback and Freuler would hopefully not dominate midfield. They're not going to do that, but it would make it difficult and plug up a few of those gaps. And where Colback is, he can make it harder for um, De Bruyne to make that run inside uh, Lodi and Felipe and do that low pullback. So, I mean, look, people might say it's rubbish and they're going to lose 5-0, but you could put any team up and there's the potential yeah. they're going to lose lose the game 5-0. Is that coming <laughs> in you, Greg, while I look in the comments? No, I... Uh, I don't look at the comments. Uh, <laughs> I like I like Colback. I like Colback, and I think that he could come on to protect the lead or protect the the last twenty minutes of a draw or something, and really get at the ankles because he had one of his best games at home against Leeds, and he could clearly do it again. I think that was our only our only difference, wasn't it, Scarver and uh, uh, Colback? Yeah. yeah. So Scarper, sorry, and Colback. So yeah, we. We're limited, aren't we? It's strange to say how big our squad is. This this twenty five man rule it is a bit of a a killer. So it just shows why getting the good, the really good academy and the good youth setup could be invaluable at times like this. Yeah, have you still got faith in Mangala? I mean, it, yeah, it definitely. Feel like he's his chances recently. I think it was Everton away when he for when he showed like, wow, who's who's that? So we know the players there. It's just recently, it hasn't really shone, but is he one of those players that should be going about his business quietly, like we've seen before, and then you suddenly think he's a staple part of the team? Maybe so. Uh, so, yeah, still got faith in him, but maybe just not for Saturday. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think he's a good player. I, I think what lets him down for me is the simple things more than the hard things. Like, he'll mm. get the ball in a tight spot, and he'll work some space, and then he'll give it away. So if he irons that out of his game, and I think he will do next season, I think he's going to be a top player. Like We've signed these Bundesliga players, and we've just not seen the best of them because of injuries. Like, oh, But you can see the players are there, can't you? Like a one year before he got injured, he was really coming into his own. So I think next season, if Forrest can stay up, I think we'll see a lot more from them. Mm. Oh, Omar Richards, we haven't got a clue about, have we? I can't wait to see him, hopefully, this season. So, yeah, the Bundesliga players have had some bad luck, haven't they? But uh, we know they're good enough because 
I'd say the Bundesliga is probably the co- the closest at the minute to the Premier League, uh, the way things are going, although the Premier League's on a completely different stratosphere at the minute. Uh, mm-hmm. The Bundesliga is a, a quality, strong league. So, yeah, keep keep stepping into that market and getting them from there. Uh, Greg Oromas in the comments, is Danilo a bit raw still? I think. Do you think? I think it's quite wise of Cooper to just take him in and yeah. out of the game selectively as a, a twenty-year-old who's never played in Europe before. I don't. I don't mind him. Not, I was a bit surprised he wasn't on the bench against Fulham, but I think it's wise to ease him into the setup, isn't it? Yeah, because he showed signs, didn't he? I can't remember his debut game. Uh, but he in the Carabao Cup at home. I think he looked good, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Man United. Yeah, he uh, he did look good. So. Um, yeah, he'll get chances. Every every player in this squad is going to get plenty of minutes from now until the end of the season. And, you know, if a Wood scores or if a Dennis... I mean, Dennis especially, if Dennis does play and has a good game on Saturday, that changes his entire season. You know, and then we see what happens because it likes, it just really hasn't happened with him yet, as, we, as we've discussed many times before. So those strikers are going to be looking on Saturday for their one or two chances and get it in and your, your career changes at Forest. Yeah, I'd just love to see a performance from Wood, really. Like, if he comes off the pitch and you think he's made it difficult for, I don't know, Laporte and Diaz or whoever it is, and he's he's buffeted them about and he's brought Brennan into the game and we've seen what player he can be, then I think Forest fans will embrace him a bit more. It's just these first three games, which I haven't seen the best from all. And when we debated on Monday with Prutz, like, is that his fault? Is that Forest's fault? But this is a game where I think expectations are quite low that if he goes out and does something, I think that would give give him a lift and hopefully set him up for the upcoming games to come. Uh, I think that covers most of the bases. Uh, let me have a quick look. Yeah, any other business from you for, before we depart? Yeah, I've got a couple of things. Uh, are you keeping Man City players in your uh, fantasy team for the weekend then? One of them. I fancy teams going to be my thing. Yeah, I've got De Bruyne, Ake and Haaland, so I'm going to play them no, all, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm taking them all out. Trusting, them all out. out. Trusting out a lot against them. Uh, I want to say hello to Ethan Cooper. I met him in the Trent end. Uh, we were setting up for the Wolves game, I think it was, and I said I'd give him a shout-out. He watches every episode, loves it, so shout-out to him. It was really nice to meet him. Uh, I have a little list now. Uh, Lee Woods fighting on Saturday, a massive day for Nottingham. And I just want to wish him like, well, he doesn't need luck because he's one of the best in the world, but just hope it goes as well as we all expect. He's fighting Lara, the Mexican, who's like very, very good. And if Wood manages to win this, then some massive things are on the horizon, potentially even the city ground. So I'm sure every single Forest fan is wishing him all the best and can't wait to see him lift the belts again. Uh, yeah, good. Yeah, Lee Wood's a lovely bloke, so uh, and a big Forest fan. So it'd be good to see him do well. Obviously, uh, like say a big fight for him. And he keeps defying expectations for the wider boxing world. So it'd be great. Yeah, to see him. he's got that Nottingham grit, just like Frotchard, didn't he? No, everyone mm. writes him off, keeps writing him off, and they just keep doing it. So can't wait to see him, and uh, he'll he'll get the win and get it to the city ground. So here's my any other business. Greg uh, mentioned FPL, and I really haven't mentioned the podcast league, uh, mini league. So I'll give a quick update um, of who's winning. Uh, shout out to Tom Rowley, who's uh, first, and then Joe Need in second, Simon Huff in third, Ben Belfield fourth, and Christian Muddy in oh, fifth. 
He's my no, mate. Christian Moody, yeah. He's been Moody, asking sorry. me. He, uh, he joined late as well. He joined about... Eight, oh, I don't like people who joined late. Yeah, exactly. Get him out. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's, he's good. He's always been good at this stuff and he keeps showing the league and I was thinking, only do the top three. <laughs> oh. Well, he's got yeah, well 1,509 points, which is a great effort. Uh, and Tom, yeah. who's leading, has got 1,547. So that must put him pretty high up in the overall rankings. Um, and, oh, God, the person who's leading the whole world has got 1,644 points. That's mad. Um, just where the rest of us are in the Garibaldi Red Mini League. Uh, these are some shameful figures. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm 123rd, so that's pretty pretty decent. Doing doing fine, uh, not quite on track for my top 10,000 finish target in the world, but doing all right. Uh, and then Temps is on eight, in 804th place. This is out of about 1600. Mikey is 924th, and Greg, you're 1084. Although if you're taking out all the man's three players this game, I can see why. Yeah, I think I've got too much uh, loyalty. That's my problem. Have you got any Forest players? Uh, Aurier will play. Yeah, Jono's there. Uh, and Navas. Yeah, I might have all three play, actually, on Saturday. Yeah, Prove you all double, wrong. Double Forest defence against Man City. Yeah. That's, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, I think that covers anything, everything. I'm just having a quick look in the comments, see if I've missed anything. Oh, yeah, Greg Orham is about 60th in that league. I always see Greg's name flash up in mini-leagues. He's doing quite well. So I'll have to try and finish above him. Uh, yeah, I think that's everything. Uh, oh, what's the when's the Forza Garibaldi thing? Give a shout out for that. Yes, yeah, Saturday, pre-match Saturday at the Vat and Fiddle, the old cold store. Uh, I think we're starting at half 11. I have to double check that, but there's loads going on, live music, DJ. Like I said in the previous one, our mates uh, set up his own, like, well, it's almost like street food, bar bar. It's like this meze, it's awesome. And they're going to be there, so there'll be some dead good food there. And, uh, yeah, just a decent pre-match to take us onto the city ground. Yeah, I might come down if I can uh, get a I pass. think there's even talk of some uh, sticker swaps as well for the for the kids that like the panini and stuff. <laughs> so, say kids, my wife, she's all over it. Yeah, I was going to say big kids as well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll hopefully be there. It sounds good. Uh, right. Thanks to everyone who's joined us and commented. Very much appreciated. As ever, if you enjoyed it, give us a like, a subscription, spread the word in any way you can. It all certainly helps. Greg, thank you very much. Yeah, enjoyed it. Cheers. And uh, we'll be back on Monday uh, with myself, Temps and Fletch. And are you with us as well, aren't you? Yeah, I'm available if needed on Monday. Oh, see, if I make, see if I make the cut. You made the cut. I said that already. I just couldn't remember. Okay, four of us on Monday. So hopefully people join us then. And hopefully we're discussing a good result, a good performance for Forest against Man City. So have a good weekend, everyone. And we shall see you soon.